Happy Thursday, beautiful people. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. If it's around nine o'clock, it's time for Love Babs Love Talk. So I had a little bit of a computer glitch. Good morning, Harry, wherever you are. <laughs> I don't know if you're in New Haven or, or in the Waterbury studio. <laughs> My computer was giving me some, try, it, it, it rebooted itself. I don't know what that means. All this artificial intelligence, I'm telling you, these machines are gonna, I'm telling you, Terminator, if you've not watched the first Terminator, then you are at a loss as, as to what is going to happen to us. <laughs> Terminator is the Bible. <laughs> I'm telling you. I am telling you, telling you, telling you. Terminator is the Bible. And 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 Terminator 1 is the Old Testament and all the subsequent Terminators after that are the New Testament. <laughs> We cannot outrun Skynet. We, we are building it as we speak. We are building it. I don't care about lab-created black holes. If that was just the problem, but it's not. You know what it is? These scientists wanna, want to create artificial intelligence that can think for itself, feel for itself, all of this. And they're thinking, oh, if we have all these things... Uh, if we have all these things, uh, um, we wouldn't have to send people off to war and, and, and we wouldn't have to send firefighters, all that stuff. <laughs> you know what they're going to do? These artificial intelligent beings are going to, and I mean beings, they're going to, they're going to hold us hostage and make us slave. And that's not a good look for my people. I'm going to tell you right now. My people are not going to go for that. Now, the rest of y'all, I don't know what you're going to do because you don't got no history of that. But I'm going to tell you what we're not going to do. <laughs> we're not going to have robots and all that mess in our house. We're going to draw the line with Siri and Alexa. That is it. Anything else we're not into. We are just not going to. I guarantee you Black folks are not going to be into having robots and the like in their house. Mm -mm. Nope. So I'm just, I'm cautioning you. This is my warning. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. I'm telling you. So if you don't believe me, go and Netflix, might still be on Netflix, but you probably could just watch it on YouTube right now. Terminator, the very first Terminator. <laughs> and then all the ones after it that sort of tell the story of how we are creating our own peril. We are doing it. And listen, I'm not an anti-science person. I'm not an anti-technology person. But I do think there has to be um, some ethical oversight and some moral oversight. And there, and there are people who are um, um, ethic biologist people. Like, that's what they do. You know, they, they weigh where we go with information and tools and science. I mean, there are people that that's what they do. I served on a, a committee uh, at the hospital with folks who this is, they are doctors who their, what their life is, is to make sure that things are ethical, you know? And I'm fascinated by that. Like if I would be a doctor, I would, I would go down that road. No, I'm not trying to go to med school, just trying to go to law school from now. Although I wouldn't mind some kind of science degree. I'm just not sure it's med school because that's a lot. 
<laughs> so, but listen, <laughs> who knows? After I bag this law degree, I don't know. Maybe med school is the next step. We'll see. I don't know. I just like learning. No, I think what I'm gonna do is uh perfect my 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 language skills, learn another language. And uh and I was working on um French and Italian and Spanish. I was doing that during the pandemic. And uh and I can I can read a little bit of all of them. I just gotta get stronger in speaking them. Um, this is why phonics is so this is why I love phonics. Because in learning a foreign language, phonics comes in handy. I'm going to tell you. Because you can sound, once you understand uh, how words are put together in another language and what the consonant, vowel, whatever that is, then you can, you can, you can, you know, phonics your way into speaking that language. Just saying. That's what I did, you know. That's what I'm doing. So, uh, so I got to step up that. I got a lot of things, a lot of things that I want to be doing. And, you know, you could just do them. I could just do them. How hard is it to take another language? I don't got to go anywhere. I could just, I got a Duolingo app on my phone. Just lay in the bed and get up in the morning and do it. You know, you know, speak a little, speak another language. <laughs> it asks you, you know, you get good enough. You It asks you questions. It takes you through your paces. That's what I want. So, so yeah, so I'm going to pick it back up. My Sora Dan Cooper, Dr. Cooper, she's like killing Cause we're, you know, I follow her on Duolingo. She follows me. I am never active. She is, she done got medals and all this other kind of stuff. She is doing the damn thing. So I have to catch her, which I will never catch her. But I'm gonna step up my, uh, step up my foreign language. Uh, Cause that's good for your brain. And I like things that are good for my brain. Cause I'm trying to stave off Alzheimer's. And when you learn another language, you fire off those neurons, you create new paths. And that's what I want to do. So good morning to my friends across the country. I got to catch up with my girlfriend, A.B. Ross. I haven't talked to her in a minute. Um, so I got to give her a call or a text or something. Um, and to all my friends across the country, Hey, Beth Allen in, in Seattle and, uh, all my friends. Hey, Lo in New Jersey. I don't know if she still listens. I don't know if she's on a treadmill or what. So, you know, hi to all the folks who, who listen. Ellen Clegg in, uh, up there in Mass, Boston. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> and, and I got a new friend, Daryl Raw, uh, who I had on my show yesterday, who is like, I don't know, 13 Tony winner and a producer of all the plays on Broadway. I mean, she's she's pretty badass. And and you know, it's no small feat to be married to a billionaire. So anyway, but she was lovely to talk to. She's quite engaging. And uh, and we're gonna stay in contact because I just like interesting people and and uh uh I'm just gonna keep reaching. She reached out to me and sent me a lovely message. Over, over the uh in email so i'm a, i have to respond so and that's how we keep it going you know i'm not gonna bombard her bombard her but you know i like to i stay in touch with people that's my thing i love to uh i love to uh stay connected to people and i use all the tools right like i'm not one of these people and this is what i can't stand about people right if they can't if they this is what people will do this is how they set themselves up for failure 
They're like, oh, I would prefer to call somebody or see them. Well, sometimes you cannot call them and sometimes you cannot see them. So you shoot a text and you keep the, you keep the connection however way you can keep the connection. I think we take for granted all the tools that we have at our disposal to communicate with one another. And I get it. People don't like, um, people feel like it's a disconnect or it's a distance or it's not as intimate. But I, I, I believe that when you use the tools before you, you can make the experience of the using of that tool as intimate or as personal as you want. I communicate through text, emails, phone, letters, all the ways. And I, I treat them equally. I don't, I don't say, oh, I would prefer. I just say, oh, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going into this meeting. Let me, let me say hello to somebody I hadn't talked to in a minute. Hey girl, hey, hey brother, how you doing? What's going on? You know, and just that's how you do it. I don't, I don't get caught up in, oh man, I would prefer to call them. I don't like this texting. I don't like because you you watch other people do it poorly. And so you take on, you take on believing that that's how you're gonna be. No, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You text according to how. You text, you use the texting tool as a communication tool for what it is. Don't try to, don't try to make it, don't, don't beat yourself up about how you use it. Just use it. You know, now you don't have to have long conversations, but sometimes you have to have a long conversation because people are in situations that they might not be able to talk out loud to you. And they may not be able to get to you uh, in a timely fashion to talk out loud to you. So sometimes sending a text about this is what is happening is a good idea. Don't fight the funk, people. Stop fighting the funk. Just go use the tools. I use all the tools. I send notes. I send cards. I text. I shoot, I say hello to people, you know, I know I have friends who are at conferences and I know they're at conferences and they're sitting in these meetings and I know they can't just pick up their phone and start talking in the conference. So I send them a message I and I've done, and my friends will tell you people that I know, Hey, I know you in that tired ass conference. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking about you. <laughs> it's that kind of way that you communicate with people. You shoot them a text. I do it with my kids. If I, you know, like my son Khalil is out there in the world. I don't know where he is. I haven't talked to him. I got two 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 emails for him, and uh, you know, because he's on some I'm mad at my family tip. <laughs> Like, boy, you got a lifetime to be mad at us. But anyway, call your mama. So I sent him a little message. I haven't heard back from him. I'll send him. He'll get round, he'll get back around to me. Uh, you know, if I if I haven't seen my son Gregory, I send him a mix. Hey, how you doing? You all right? You eating? <laughs> like that. You know, and uh, and then I'll see him when he comes, does his laundry. I put my eyes on him. Same thing with Margo. Uh, I see Brianna, you know fairly regularly because she lives here uh but you know i i reach out to people particularly you know i i like the i like the technology very much and uh, i'm not one of these people that's oh i you know i i don't feel disconnected and i don't feel um uh, like it's it's uh it's some kind of distance thing i don't i don't feel that way i just think oh this is another tool you know I wonder how people felt when they had to give up the telegraph and phones was in houses. 
<laughs> you know, I'm sure there are people like, oh, the telephone is so impersonal. <laughs> A telegraph is, you know. <laughs> You'll see that telephone will go by the way of the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, and I'm sure people had those kinds of conversations or, you know, when they put radios in cars, oh, this is just a fad, you know, oh, you can't drive and listen to a radio. <laughs> now we got whole computers and cars. You could navigate and listen to music and talk on the phone all from your dashboard. You could do all of that now. So, so, you know, embrace the technology. Um, and I and I embrace the technology, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna have a robot in my house. That's just not that's just not gonna happen. I'm just not not gonna do that. Now, if I'm rich enough and I need security, then it might be worth my while to have a robot outside the house that gauges, you know, who who comes to the door. <laughs> They're not coming in though. You stand and guard and protect. I'm just saying. I like technology. I like all of it. And the, and the and the more that we the more that we the, the, you know, I know there's scientists and and folks and 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 brilliant people and geniuses all over this country in somebody's basement and in and in fancy workspaces creating all kinds of technology to make our lives better. I'm on when I'm on Instagram, I look at all the Chinese gadgets that come out of China. You know, all the gadgets come out of China, like really interesting, crazy. I don't know who has time to think of all these gadgets, but I follow them on Instagram. Uh, and it's a, it's a couple of them. And they are fascinating to me, the things that they create in these in, in, to, to use in the home and to make to seemingly make life better and all these things, like these all these little gadgets. And I, it's just it just freaks me out the stuff that people think of. You know, some of it I think is useful. A lot of it I think, well, I could just. I just hand wash this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't need a whole other gadget to do that, you know. But but it speaks to innovation, and I get it. Um, like I'm seeing they're making oven stoves that have built-in air fryers, so now you don't have to buy a separate air fryer. Now the stove is like a gazillion dollars, gazillion dollars, of thousands of dollars, but. No, that's neither here nor there. The fact that you can trick out your home with a new stove that will, re, you know, you have a convection oven, air fryer, regular oven, cooktop, all of that in one, one thing. So you could clear counter space. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just fascinating to me. All the things. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. I like the technology. I don't know if we're gonna have word on the street today. I've not, I've not heard from Paul, although it's pretty fairly bright outside, but I think it's cold outside too. Like I think it's it's feeling like it's 30 degrees. That's what the weather people said. I know I was listening to them this morning. And there's gonna be, I mean, it's snowing in Buffalo, and they're slated to get four or five inches of snow. My head would fall off. <laughs> I just it's 41 degrees now, but it's cold. Like it's a cold 41. So uh, just be mindful. Just be mindful. The UV index is very low today. Sunset is at 430. 
what else? The wind is about 10 miles per hour. It feels like it's 35. So that's just a few degrees above freezing. So it's, it's baby, it's cold outside. So just, you know, just be mindful of that. Uh, 63% humidity, uh, 10 mile visibility. So you should be able to see about 10 miles. So it's perfectly clear on a clear day. It's clear outside. Uh, and the pressure is 29.89. So that is the weather in New Haven. I can tell you what the weather is in Paris. It is 56 degrees in Paris right now. So that's the high for today. The low is 49. So it's kind of cloudy, a little bit of cloudy. It's going to rain tomorrow in Paris. Uh, the air quality is moderate. Let's see. Uh, the sun, the sunset is 508 today in Paris. The sun rises at 804. So, uh, let's see what else is going. So it feels like 54 degrees in Paris right now, 67% humidity. So that's the weather in Paris. <laughs> Why do I have that? Cause I have it on my phone. <laughs> I have the weather in Paris. I have the weather in Connecticut overall, Philadelphia, Piscataway, and New Haven. It's 40 degrees in Piscataway. So it's pretty much like it is in New Haven right now. You know, it feels a little cold. You know, feel, feel, yeah, feels like 33. So it's a little colder in New Jersey than it is in Piscataway, New Jersey, than it is here in New Haven. But, you know, 55% humidity. 10 mile visibility. So it's a clear day in Piscataway. I'm sure the people in Piscataway appreciate me giving them their weather. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate doing it. So, <coughs> excuse me. Got this ridiculous cough that they're trying to. It's an asthma cough. That's what it is. And they're trying to figure out ways. Um, they're trying to figure out ways to fix it. And uh, it's a long and slow process, let me tell you. Uh, happy Founders Day to the men of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. They are celebrating 111 years as a fraternity, a Black Greek fraternity. And... Uh, I am happy to say, uh, congratulations. So all of us are coming up, like there's a whole slew. Well, the Divine Nine over the next few months, all of us will be celebrating um, our Founders Days. So uh, hats off to the bras. So uh, if you know any bras out there, uh, wish them happy Founders Day. So. Uh, I know some, so I'm very uh, appreciative of the brothers I know, and uh, you know. Oh, we're down the street today. Okay, Paul Beasy, bring it on. <laughs> Although I don't know if you could top yesterday, and I don't want to make this a competition. I don't. But that woman we talked to yesterday, she was absolutely amazing with that cute, 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 cute baby. I'm going to call her because she's going to be on the show and I need her to have her on the show because I want to hear about all the things. I want to hear about her life. Just talk to her in general. 
So Paul's coming out, word on the street, word on the street, word on the street. And you know what we say about word on the street? It's just a little slice of somebody's day. You know, we get to hear a little slice of somebody's day. You know, all the things that make uh, uh, I, I, uh, Harry controls the, Harry is in control. So I don't know what he's doing, but uh, Harry. So Paul wants to get in. <sighs> I hope he's not over there wrangling with those Lavos people. <laughs> like, leave him alone. <laughs> can you can you work on this show? <laughs> oh, he's prepping for the next show, trying to do all these things in this space. Trying to trying to answer the phones and be here. Hey, Paul Beasy. Yeah. Good morning, Babs. How you doing? I'm good. It looks bright and clear outside. It is. I'm on Norton Street with Dr. J. How you doing? This? <laughs> good morning. Dr. Good morning. J has a contracting company, and is it a concrete company? Yes, concrete company. Yeah. What's it called? A white white owl construction. White owl. White owl. Yeah, like a scar. No, 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 not like uh, O W L. Yeah, White Owl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, Jess, White Owl. Okay. Street. You're near, um, you're near George's or Chapel Chapel. And what are you doing today? Yeah, so basically we about to finish this side road. Uh, we doing a curbs, uh, curbs, uh, topsoil, grass seeds and top and uh, and uh, patch it out the road with the ice ball. You know? So you're putting in new curbs, new curbs, concrete or granite. Uh, granite, concrete, granite. You're putting granite curbs. Yes. And when you do that, you have to dig up, right? Yes. So yes. you're putting in new topsoil. Yes. And you're also, you said you're fixing some of the cuts in the road. Yes, some cuts in the road. Then uh, we do most of the sidewalks around here too. So you're also putting in the sidewalk yes. here. You're yes. putting the sidewalk here. Yeah. Are Correct. you doing that for the city? Yeah, for the city. Yeah. You know, people love new sidewalks. Yeah. Like I what do. you're doing is going to make people here very happy. Oh yeah, they they very happy all, all all the time, and you know they. They happy. They talk to us nice, and you know, they appreciate that. So. And uh, so, what's the word on the street today? Uh, today with the what's your word on the street? What's happening? Uh, today uh, we just try to clean it up this area. You know, make nice, uh, put some topsoil and grass seeds. You so know? You, the, the word of the street is to clean up the area, putting in topsoil, grass seeds as part of putting in new curbs and sidewalks. Yes, correct. And you get hired by the city of New Haven. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, how many people work for your crew? Oh, uh, we, we like small company, you know, uh, just uh, like what, seven? We have seven, because I see four people out here. Yeah. So you got seven employees. Yeah. Because, you know, that's a big deal in New Haven. Mm. They're always saying we want to give a chance yeah. to the local companies run by local people, mm -hmm. not just the big guys from somewhere else to yeah. put in our sidewalks. That's good, that's so good. you've how long have you had your company? Oh, uh, I am the foreman, but my company is not mine, but I've been working for them uh, Eight nine years now. And where's the company based? Um, from New Haven. From New Haven. Yeah. So who's the owner? Uh, Clayton. Clayton. Mm -hmm. So you're the foreman. Yes. How many years you've been working here? Oh, about eight eight nine years. About On the crew. Years. Yeah. And how many years? When did you get promoted to foreman? Uh, was like I'd say maybe three years ago, maybe. What did you do before that? I was I was a regular employee. Regular employee. Was there a name for that? Just laborer. Uh. Carpenter, carpenter. Yeah, so you don't just masonry. do sidewalks, you also no. do masonry and carpentry. Yeah, I do all yeah. very cool. So, what kind of other work do you do besides sidewalks? Oh, I do all the most everything, you know. So, what are some other jobs you had recently? Uh, you know, uh, I do steps, windows work, you know. 
What's your favorite kind of job to do? Yes, yeah, a good question. You know, I like mason work. You know? Why? Why mason work? It's like it's like uh, to me, it's like um, it's art. You know, it's nice art. So tell me about that. So you're making something that looks nice that people can use. Yeah. I've always thought mason was cool because it's so solid, right? Yeah. You work with granite and concrete. Yeah, yeah, solid. You know, you last you last uh, forever. You know. And how how did you learn how to be a mason and a carpenter? Um, I started uh, working young, I was 16 years old, back back in my country, you know. Where's your country? Uh, Cape Verde Islands. You come from Cape Verde Islands? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. Cool, and you learned at 16 how to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you think that's what I want to do? Like, did you know someone older, you said, he's cool, I want to do what he does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. Tell me the story, tell me how you got interested. You know, I, my father used to work, so I he always take me to work with him, so I started learning, you know, and then uh, that's how Was he a mason? Yeah, yeah. Your father was a mason. Yeah, you became mason. mason. Yeah, yeah. In Cape Verde. In Cape Verde. So what brought you here to New Haven? Oh, I, I, that's a long story. You know, I came here 20 years ago. So, and I, I like the city. I like the New Haven. So, you know. What about New Haven? Did you know someone here? Oh no, I know a lot of people. You know, friends and family. And how long you been working? You said seven years with this company. How long you been working as a mason? Uh, yeah, basically. Since I came to the United States, you know. Uh -huh. And then you've been with this company for seven years. Yeah. All right. Now, today, how many days is this stretch taking on this block to put this work in? Well, today, uh, uh, maybe another, another six hours, maybe. Six, six hours? hours. What yeah. time did you start? Uh, we start at uh, 8 o'clock. And is this the first day? No, 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 no. This is the, uh, we've been here for like a month, a month. A month. Yeah. And again, it's to put sidewalk. Granite curb, new topsoil, seats for grass. Yes. What right. was the sidewalk before, like, before you started fixing it? Oh, uh, it was very, very bad. Like, you know, bumpy, you know, kids ride biking and they be complaining, you know. They fall. You fall, you know. It's, and you how know. many more days do you think you'll be working on this stress? Oh, uh, the side basically will be finished today, then maybe next uh, Monday, next uh, week we start on the other side. Oh, the other side? Yeah. Now, what do you do as a foreman? Do you also do the actual work you did before, but you're also directing others? Or is there, well, like, what's your day like? Yeah, I, I, I do all the stuff besides Mason, you know. So a foreman actually does the physical work too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but what do you got to do as a boss? Do the guys ever come up late or you got to be hard on them? Or what do you do? Yeah, sometimes, no, no, you know, this, this doesn't, doesn't mean all the time to be hard on them, you know. Just talk to them with the heart, you know. As long as you know what to do, you know, just don't come late, you know. Don't come late and don't miss things, you know, if you don't, you know, you don't have to. Well, you know, some people I talk to, they have trouble finding enough people to work. Yeah. Or if they come, they miss a day, they say, do I fire them or keep them on? How do you decide that? Yeah, you know, you always got to give them a chance, you know, give them a chance to, you know, talk to them and uh, give them a chance to see if they, you know, they're going to, you know, get better, you know, before firing them. Now, before we got on the air, you say your nickname is Dr. J. Yeah. How did you get that nickname? Oh, well, my boss wanted to give me the name. <laughs> Your boss gave yeah, you that? Yeah, yeah. He told me I'm, I'm the concrete doctor, so that's You're why. the concrete doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when you told me, I told you, well, I'm older than you are, but 15 years, yeah. and I grew up rooting for Dr. Jay's Will You Serving the Basketball Player. You said you've seen his videos, yeah. but that's not why. It's because you're the concrete doctor. Yeah, yeah. And what did he mean by that? You have a special talent? Mm, yeah, yeah, basically, I can fix anything with my hands, you know, so... All the uh, handiwork, I can fix anything. And is there an example of one day something was hard to do and you figured out how to do it? 
Yes, yeah. Tell me most, a story like most, that. Most of the time, you know. Uh, <laughs> tell me something you figured out that was hard. Well, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of them. So, um, and I can say like uh, steps that that uh, people want to, you know, knock them down, and I'll, I'll build it up without knock them down. You know, to start. You know, In other words, like not have to rip them all out, but just fix what's there. Yes. Is that hard? It's not that hard. Like as long as you know what you're doing, you know. Uh -huh. so, what do you do for fun when you're not working? Uh, I play soccer, you know. Where do you play? Um, I play in a, you know, I used to play like in a league, Connecticut league, but now it just plays for fun, you know. Like, where do you go to play? I go to Waterbury, I play in West Haven, you know. Do you live in New Haven? I live in Meriden. Meriden? I just moved two years ago. Where did you used to live? I used to live in uh, um, West Haven. Uh huh. How is Meriden? Uh, it's nice, it's nice, you know, quiet. And what do you think about when you're done with a job like this or when you're doing it, when you think about when you're going to be done, do you get a satisfaction from it? Do you imagine how it's going to be used? What goes through your mind when you're working about what the finished product will be like? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always nice when you finish a project like this and you walk away, you know, you keep looking back, it always looks nice, you know, you know all the, the people is happy, you know, the kids. Uh, the young ladies walking with the stroller with the babies, you know, on the little sidewalks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing, you know. It's a do big you, feeling. Do you see other work you've done afterwards? Do you go visit it or you really notice when you drive by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Like, where's the place you look at where you did something you're proud of? Uh, I did a lot of work. So I, I just remember I was working one time in my cousin's house and I did a nice job over there, stone wall, driveway. And she told me, all the time you, you, you're done working, you walk into your car, you keep looking back. Why? <laughs> you know? So, so, you know, I just, and just make sure I, everything is right, you know, and I appreciate that work. Yeah. Babs, do you have any questions for Dr. J? Yes. <clears throat> does the weather affect what you do? Like, it, does it ever be too cold to work out there or to do concrete stuff or gravel stuff? So she's asking, does the weather ever affect what you do? Does it get too cold to do concrete? Uh, sometimes, you know, if it's like under 30 degrees, you cannot pour concrete. You can't pour concrete no. under 30. No. So this morning it was just over 30. Did yeah. you have to wait? Yeah, you have to wait. Uh, thank God today we don't have no concrete plants to do, you know, so next week. But, uh, you know, when I talk about the cold weather, uh, you got used to it, you know. Well, when, is there anything special you do to get ready for the cold weather? Um, no, really. But did you learn over the years a certain kind of glove works better, a certain kind of hat, underwear, or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we wear like, you know, a couple pants, uh, three long sleeves. You know? So today, are you wearing three long sleeves or not necessary? Three, three. But do you start sweating? You go down to two? Yep. Yeah. We start sweating. We start working and you start sweating. You know? So today, you started with three. Yep. How many have on now? I still have three now. What do you got? You got a t shirt? No, you got a turtleneck? Yeah. yeah. You, got a, you got a hooded sweatshirt? Yeah, and a two. Long sleeves. Two long sleeve shirts. Mm -hmm. What time do you think you're going to be done with the sweatshirt? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Maybe since I go back to work, you know, another hour. Uh huh. Yeah. And Babs, any other questions for Dr. J? No, welcome. And uh, I, I, I love that the sidewalks are getting done. All right, thank you so much. All right. Well, Babs, this is Paul Bass signing off from the Word on the Street on Norton Street for Love Babs, Love Talk on WNHH-FM, New Haven's home for community radio. All right. Have a good day, Dr. J and Paul Bass. <laughs> I love Doctor of Concrete. Who knew? <laughs>
I love that. Listen, you don't know what you know until you know it. So when you walk down these streets and we roll up on somebody, we get a good story with this word on the street. I had no idea. And uh, that brother is from Cape, Cape Verde. And I, I bet you he's probably Muslim because he got a full beard. Um, no, no stereotyping. I'm just saying. Um, I'm glad that uh, his, the company he works for is a small New Haven based company. And they got this work. So I think he said white owl. I think that's what he said, but I'll look for it. I'll look for it. I'll look forward to reading about it in the in the uh, New Haven Independent because it'll it'll show up. Um, and you know, I I love these word on the street because we don't we we would not get to know this city as good as we do without uh, that without doing this. So high five, Paul Bass. That's a fun thing. So very fun thing. Speaking of uh, speaking of the New Haven Independent. Um, Estelita makes the journey back home. Um, it's a beautiful picture of her and her baby. He is such a cute kid. Oh my Lord. So, uh, that's where that is. I didn't know Blue State was leaving. Blue State Coffee. I remember I, I met the owners, uh, when I was sitting in Amoy's, when Amoy's had her, her, uh, her restaurant uh, uh in the ninth square and uh so they're they're uh they are they are leaving which hmm. so uh so blue state the liberal politics on its sleeve network of local coffee houses which gave customers tokens to choose causes to which to donate a portion of profit plans to serve its last cup of joe at its last new haven outpost at 5 p.m. Thursday at 534 Orange Street. And it closed its its other three um, New Haven locations. Um, and so uh, I wonder why they, I guess I should read further. Um, uh, okay, so uh, Andrea Corazzini said he and partner Christian Festa have signed a deal to take over the business on Monday. And by the end of next week, they plan to reopen the spot as their fourth local G Cafe outpost. Okay. Okay. So uh, uh, Blue State's other three New Haven locations closed in October and were taken over to a different growing local coffee shop chain, Common Grounds. Okay. Well, I guess uh, that's that. Um. And there's a, I think there's a note from, uh, on the door that talks about why they're, uh, you know, that they're leaving this location or shutting down. I, I actually like Blue State. You know, I thought they were, I thought they made a damn good cup of coffee. I'd go to the one over there uh, by the hospital. Um, that's the one that I know. So, um and they, you know, they always had good little snacks and good little sandwiches and stuff, little brisk breakfast business. So, um, yeah, well, you know, we, we're always sad when things go, you know, but I'm glad to know that something else is taking its place so that we don't have an empty, empty spot, but there we go. So, um, I was at the Ely center on Sunday for the, uh, for the exhibit, the ex exhibits, um, 
Aquaba and Primo Affinities. And, uh, you know, I really like going to the Ely Center. The first time I ever was in there is when um, Brian Slater and I did jazz wear there for the holidays. Like, I think last year around this time, we did a, we did um like, you know, the, the music from the Charlie Brown songbook. Um, uh, and uh, the the caddy band played. It was wonderful. It was a lovely, lovely uh, evening of uh, folks gathering good music and a little dancing. It was great. I enjoyed it very much. So I look forward to doing jazz wear again. Brian and I, we've talked, we met once and we were trying to figure out when we could do it again. So I pro it probably won't get back on our radar till next year. Um, I feel like um, it was a little challenging to try to do it this year. Um, so we're going to try to do it next year. I mean, we're not going to let it go because jazz wear is a cool concept. You know, jazz wear? <laughs> Just finding interesting places to bring music. That's really the gist of it. Interesting, cool places to swing. Uh, and uh, that's that's the that's the vibe. So uh, so look for us <laughs> with our little handmade sign and, you know, Brian, and I'll do it because, you know, we used to have these every time we'd run into each other, we'd have these conversations about, man, we really need to like a little dive jazz bar, <laughs> you know, like a little jazz nightclub. And, you know, we would talk about it, talk about it. every time we would see each other, we'd talk about it, talk about it. And then, uh, you know, we came up with this concept of just doing some jazz in different places you know, interesting places. And, and it was a good, it was a good time. It really was a good time. Uh, and it, 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 it soothed our desire for a jazz club because it's a lot of work to pull that off. Let me tell you, it was a lot of work and, uh, but we got to do it again. Cause we, I mean, we got to do it again. Like this city is ripe for that kind of stuff. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how we could do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Cause there's some cool spaces in this town. Lots of cool, cool, cool spaces. Um, don't forget the Arts Awards is coming up in December. If you've not, Art 41, if you haven't gotten your tickets, get your tickets. Come on, meet me on the red carpet. It'll be fun. It'll be absolutely fun. I'll be there. You should be there. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm not even buying nothing new for it. I'm just going to shop my closet and see what I got. Because I got a lot of stuff that I haven't worn in a minute. I'll just throw it on and see what happens. <laughs> Put it on, see what happens. So join us. Uh, tickets are like $42 or $41, $42, something like that. And it's at the alignment. So lots of parking, accessible. You know, we'll have a little bit of, you know, we'll have some food trucks. You know, bring you some cash or a card. Come on, have a good time. It'll be fun. So we're about to break for station identification. When I come back, uh, Sean Hardy and uh, Andrea uh, Andrea Daniel Singleton, they're going to come on and talk about their upcoming production. So these are church folks. So they're going to come on and talk about uh, their production. And I'll, I'll be happy to have them and hear about it. So uh, let's see. Oh, it's only 9.50. I got time. I thought it, I could have sworn that said something else. But anyway, I got about a few more minutes so but anyway they're coming on i'm excited to talk to them 
about uh, their uh, their their production. And they got a flyer. Boy, it's got a lot of people on this flyer. Let me tell you, this this flyer is packed. <laughs> it's uh, A to A presents the Cry Within chapter, the Cry Within chapter eight. I survived it, so um, we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll take a we'll take a conversation, and they'll tell me about what this is all about and. Uh, it's going to be at the St. Mary's UFWB Church. It's December 10th, 6 o'clock. So I would imagine they're selling tickets. Um, so you, if you if this is your kind of thing, if this is your jam, uh, then you might want to uh, get your tickets and be in the space. So, uh, But they're coming on to tell us all about it, um, you know, how to come about. Uh, have they done this before, I'm sure, and uh, and what people can expect. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. Uh, with that said, uh, let's see. Oh, there's so much going on. And it's the holidays, right? It is It is the holiday season. Next week is Thanksgiving. Uh, I, we, we, at my house, the, the kids are cooking, right? Because they, that's their jam. And, uh, oh, my phone is just, I know all the gadgets are just acting uh, a little crazy. A little crazy. Oh, you know what? I need to, there's some brothers I need to wish uh, uh, happy Founders Day to. And uh, oh, I got to go find the, I got to go find the daggone thing. <laughs> So if you know some bros, you know they're gonna be stomping around all day today. Just go with it. <laughs> don't don't be annoyed. They just they just celebrating. They just celebrating. Just just <laughs> go with them. Just go with it and uh, go with it. <laughs> don't don't get in the way. Just. Uh, <clears throat> Go with it. So that's today. The bros are going to be doing their thing. Um, let's see. Uh, what else I got to do? Uh, I leave tomorrow for Providence for the Planned Parenthood annual meeting. You know, we cover Connecticut and Rhode Island. And it is nice to sort of go to Rhode Island so that they do not have to always drive here because they always come to New Haven. And that's not an easy ride, you know. So, uh, so we are convening in Providence. We're having dinner tomorrow night as a as a group, and then um, our our annual meeting starts Saturday morning at eight thirty, and we will be uh, in Providence, you know, conducting and handling our Planned Parenthood of Southern New England business. So that's what I got on tap, um, and then uh, I'll be at the Jamaican American Connection Thanksgiving dinner or celebration on Sunday. So I'll get there late in the afternoon because those are my peoples. <laughs> I'm going to get it in. So I'm going to go and enjoy myself with them. Uh, I think I'm having lunch on Sunday uh, with uh, my, uh, my Guilford Madison friends, family, uh, Andrew and his people. 
So I'm going to be there. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to eat all day. <laughs> just eat all day. <laughs> That's the vibe. I'm going to eat all day. Um, and, uh, and work on my, uh, work on my, uh, my homework, which, oh Lord, I might as well, I had to start from the very beginning and work my way through because it's, uh, I'm behind and maybe I'm not as behind as I think, you know, maybe I'm not as behind as I think, but I'm going to, um, make my, I've already, uh, I've got a, uh, my Soro and I are going to start studying together next week, uh, which will be good. And then I think we're going to study for two days, like Saturday, Sundays and see how far we get. Um, so I can cover this daggone book because I, you know, and I, I'm sure I, I need to study every day. I need to commit an hour every day to this. But once I get my rhythm, um, once, I, once, I, once I go through the book one time, then I go back and start again, right? Because I think that's that's how I'm going to have to do this. I, I need to catch up so I'm not so far behind and uh, just catch up. And commit some of these things to to uh, memory. So that's that's the goal. That is the goal. So what a day! What a day! What a day! Uh, so yeah, I mean, got a bunch of things I got to work on and do. Uh, it's Thursday, and uh, race in the law class tonight, uh, and then I've got some other commitments. Um, Seven o'clock. Uh, 7 30 8 o'clock so i'm gonna do all the things <laughs> and then hopefully by nine or so I'll, I'll be home and my day will have ended so that's all right today is one of those days um uh, when i when i get off air this morning i gotta run and go get my oil change for the car um i was gonna drive to providence but now i'm catching a ride which is nice which is nicer because I didn't want to have to drive. <laughs> and now that we're leaving at like one o'clock, one thirty, we'll get there, you know, in enough time so we could check in and chill and it'll be good. So, so if we get there a little early, we could probably check in a little early. Uh, depends, you know, if they let us, it'd be nice if they did. And, uh, and then we could like unwind a little bit and then uh, figure out where, you know, go have dinner as a group and catch up and chat and then be ready for Saturday morning to get into it. So, so that's where we are. Good people. Um, up next is uh, Sean, Sean Hardy and Andrea Daniels Singleton to talk about um, their production. And then I think I have a, I think I, Oh, tomorrow I have chef, uh, Chef Vincent um, Chirico uh, of the Luke. So Mediterranean Fair coming to the city. So I'm looking forward to that, having that conversation. And uh, and he's he's an award-winning celebrity chef, you know, out of New York. And uh, I'm interested in hearing uh, why New Haven and 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 what's on the menu. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they're open yet. I think they're about to be open. 
but uh, who doesn't love a good chef? And New Haven is a very, very food town. You know, I mean, we are, you, whatever food you think you might want or whatever food you don't even know you want, it's here. It's all here at all price points. Like it's not, New Haven is not a place where you have to spend a lot of money to eat. Only if you want to, you know, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of price points. And uh, I like that very much. So I, cause I eat around, I eat around a lot of places in this town. That's why I can't lose no weight. <laughs> well, he's eating somewhere. That's why I don't ever have groceries in the house. So uh, we're about to break for station identification. And then uh, I'll be back on the other side at 10, 15. And uh, we'll have a good conversation with Sean Hardy and uh, uh, Andrea Daniel Singleton. So uh, I know Harry's controlling all the shots. <laughs> so. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Time goes by so fast like a blink of an eye Every second you live A part of you will die No control over what you are And what is real Make decisions based on philosophy Or fairy tales Can I tell you a story or two? Thought this fighting is killing me, killing me inside. Can't think, 
until your fire explodes You won't be scared if you're led by the light and hope Don't let the weight of this world Don't let it get you Don't let it get you Forgive like you've never been hurt And peace will find you Yes, peace will find you
Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm delighted to have the uh, fabulously fabulous Sean Hardy and the lovely Miss uh, Adrian Daniels uh, in stu- uh, on air with me this morning because they got a production coming up on December 10th called uh, what's it called? Cry within, but the thing, the topic is I survived it. Yes, it's the Cry Within Chapter Eight, Number Eight. But the theme is I survived it. Okay. So if this is chapter eight, there must have been a chapter seven, six, five, four, oh, three, two, one. Oh my goodness. Yes. Lord have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. All right. So so tell me the story. How did how did it get to eight? What's 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 the what's the gist of this this production? So the gist of this production is to can you hear me okay? Yes, you probably need to get a little closer. Okay. The gist of this production is to bring awareness to the community and our culture because um, many times I've come in contact with the work I do with people of our culture and color who suffer in silence in the church and in the community. And I want to put a face and a message to the pain. Mm. So because a lot of us don't want to uh, be identified with, with our cry within because we're looked down upon, we're judged, we're called weak, we're called all sorts of names, unfortunately. So uh, God had given me different monologues to write pertaining to different situations and have other people present them. And sometimes to my surprise, most of the time to my surprise, they are uh, victims of the monologues that I give them. They can identify either they them themselves or a relative or a friend that they know. So the word gets out and we heal together. That's the whole gist and the whole mission of this cry with it. Okay. So you're the writer. This yes. is your production or you're the writer. And and Sean, what is your role in this production? Well, Babs, Ivy, it's so good to see you this morning as well. It's good to see so, you. Yes, it really is. You're looking so good. Those glasses are just fabulous. Thank you. 
<laughs> so my role is something like the narrate, uh, narrator or the master of ceremony, so to speak, uh, that my cousin Andrea asked me like eight chapters ago. So I've been doing it on her request um, the entire time. You know, even the first go round, I was recovering from surgery, but God is good. I was managed to able to pull it off by the grace of God. And I just enjoyed narrating. I, I really do. It's fabulous naturally and spiritually. We just have a glorious, good time. And um, somebody is always encouraged and somebody's always touched. I know I am personally. So what was the very first production, Adrian? Like what what was that, that theme? Ooh, chapter one, you're taking me back. I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't remember what chapter okay. one was. So I where did you, where did you, have you done them at this, at St. Mary's or you've done them all over the place? All over the place. We travel, but I seem to outgrow everywhere I go. So okay. I have to keep moving. I have to keep moving, which is a great thing. I am excited. I, I ultimately want to get, definitely travel and get into uh, Madison Square Garden, all those things, because it's so important and so needed. Um, and I want this to get out and we actually accompany it with music because mm. as a culture, we love music. Music is so soothing. Music lyrics are healing. So it's in company with the monologue. So we shout, we cry, we get angry, we get happy. So we get to experience a lot of emotions and I encourage everybody to allow themselves to go through it so we can heal. Okay, so so this is chapter eight, and I would imagine that the other seven chapters lead up to this eighth chapter, or are they all they're separate? All, they are all different. We deal with many different situations. We deal okay. with violence. We deal with HIV. We deal we deal with um, homosexuality in the church. We deal with pastors in the church and the things that they go through that they don't discuss because they're put on such a pedestal and they can't be honest and they can't be, you know, with their parishioners. So a lot of things that they go through, they need someone to talk to too, and they suffer in silence. So all of these things we bring into the forefront, peer pressure, self-esteem, everything. So um, how long, how big is the production and when do you start rehearsals? So because of the pandemic, the rehearsals vary. Sometimes they're one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes they're in a group of two or three. So mm -hmm. rehearsals can start uh, maybe a month or greater up to the date. Um, the singers, uh, probably more of preparation, probably two to three months. Okay. And how many, how many, how big is this cast? How big is this production? So all together, so I have, uh, 10 people presenting monologues. I have uh, maybe five to six people singing. I have a full band. It's a production. So it is monologue driven. So there's people that have specific monologues yes. relating to the theme of this particular production. Yes. Okay. And so now, Sean, are you the you the MC for this too? Yes. Well, it looks as if I am, and I'm grateful that she asked me again. I am the MC once again. I enjoy doing it. It really is a uplift. 
it's an uplift because it's during the holiday season, but it's just an uplift for me spiritually as well as naturally. Because you never know what people are going through at any course of the day. You never know what they're going through during that day that we celebrate um, the, the monologue. So I always enjoy doing it. It's, it's very spiritual, um, very entertaining in a positive way, outstanding singing. Uh, the soloists are fabulous. The, uh, the choirs are fabulous. Everybody's just wonderful. The monologues are to the point, reality. It is what it is, and it is for today's time. Okay. And, and so, so uh, Adrian, how important is it that it, it speaks to today's times? It's absolutely important because we see the different, I have statistics around um, about mental health. In the state of Connecticut, 28.7 adults reported experiencing symptoms of anxiety and or depressive disorder in 2022. Mm -hmm. Then we have... Um, Domestic violence, 17,348 were filed in 2022. Mm. So these things are very relevant. They have to have awareness brought to them so we can, you know, bring awareness, bring education, bring change. So um, when, you, when you've done the other seven productions, what was the feedback like? The feedback was phenomenal. A lot of people, like I said prior, either experience some of the things that we talked about or had someone very, very close to them that have experienced it or were in it at the time or continue maybe in it still now. So the feedback has been great. Um, they actually want it more often, but I just do it twice a year. <laughs> so so does this have a holiday theme to it i survived it okay in time for christmas okay and so the next one is when june it's june and so that has a summer theme to it or like what's I the have no idea yet oh yeah <laughs> oh so it's not the same production no now do you ever do the same production twice no it's always something different and unique. Every time it's something different in there that was not in the last production. Okay. And so do people ever ask, you know what? I really like number three or four. Yes. Or yes. So there's one in particular that uh, seems to get the attention of so many, especially because I have three local pastors that do monologues. So one of the monologues that a pastor does is called Pastors Cry in the Dark. Yes. And that one is so powerful. And I've gotten many people come to me going, man, I wish my pastor was here to see, hear this. Or mm -hmm. can you bring this? Can this travel to different churches? But soon come, soon come. Now, um, are these, are, do, you, do you always want to be in churches? Is that the, is that the idea? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and why no? Well, because I, I want to go beyond the walls. Okay. I want to go beyond the walls. I want to reach all cultures, all genders, all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so what does, what do church people say about that? Well, <laughs> well is right. It can step on some toes. 
because you know we have uh expectations of people's lives when they're in church that are unrealistic mm-hmm. um and sometimes bringing reality and truth can also bring shame so it can okay. be a little touchy okay okay but church people come to these productions yeah and oh, they yes. find yes. them valuable yes. I think it's much easier when it's not putting you in the limelight and saying, this is you versus, you know, you sitting in the seat and you know, this is speaking to you and you know, you are currently in that situation or have been through that situation. You just don't want to verbalize it because of the stigmatism attached to it. Mm. Wow. So, so um, Sean, when did you come on board from the very beginning? From day one, I have not missed a production, a chapter since the beginning of it, since, since she asked me the first time. So this is my eighth time nar- being the narrator of the Master of Ceremony, yes. And so what does it mean to narrate this and, and what do you like about it? Well, well, it helps me out because I emcee a lot over the years, you know, through uh, community events, church events, banquets, receptions, whatever. So. I enjoy it. I enjoy emceeing, um, especially the spiritual part of me. I find it very exciting, very uplifting. Sometimes for me, sometimes, you know, I might be having my days that, that, that I may be dealing with at the time. I may be cuckoo for Cocoa Post myself that day. Nobody would never know it until I stepped on out there to that production and got the greatest uplift. Maybe I didn't feel too lifted before I got there, but after getting there and receiving such um, high quality of ministry through the production, my spirit is always back on high again. Mm. So, so Adrian, when you write these monologues, and I, I imagine you write them all, yeah, you know, um, do you have a team or is it just you? It's just me. Okay. And, and, and how long have you been doing this? Monologues, I would think nine years. So I write music as well. And I just finished my first children's book and I'm working on a novel. So I, and I do greeting cards. I just try greeting cards. Um, so I'm trying my hand at it all. I pray and I ask God to give me the words and it'd be right on time. I love it. I love it. So, so, so you do this, you, you are in community you are handling all this. How, how do you want this to grow? I want it to grow. I want to see it go so far that it goes into the movie theaters, into everywhere. I just want it to reach everyone and to mm-hmm. let people know that they're not alone and it's not foreign. We all have issues. We've all been through different things. We yes. will continue to go through the different things and we're not alone. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something to grow from and heal from. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to be everywhere. So is any of these monologues part of your own personal experience? So there is one that I wrote pertaining to my mom, but it was before she transitioned she just transitioned Mm. and it was um 
me asking her, was she aware she was leaving? And why didn't she tell me? So that's the only one. Mm-hmm. And did you get an answer? No. Okay. No. All right. So I guess you got to write something about that. Not yet. I'm not ready. Not ready. Not ready. It's too soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I am sorry for the loss. Thank you. That is that is a tough club to be in. I, I know it well. Uh, when you lose your 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 parent, your mom. So that's so uh my prayers to you. Thank you. So you write music. Are you a musician? Not at all. <laughs> my husband is. <laughs> okay. So how did you come to write music? Again. Going through something, I, um, I'm one to write a lot. Like if I, <laughs> this is going to be funny, but if I feel like I need to tell somebody something I really want to say and it's not nice, and I know it's not nice and I shouldn't say it, I tend to write it on a piece of paper, <laughs> rip it up, and throw it out. <laughs> because I know that's the best way to go yep. versus me telling them because it's going to get ugly. So I tend to write a lot a lot. So I um, was going through something and God gave me a song called Your Ex Wants You Back. That was my second song. Uh, The first song I remember, don't remember how it goes, but it was called Go Tell Them. That was the very first song I tried. Mm -hmm. But um, I I don't remember the lyrics at all, but Your Ex Wants You Back. And then I've had two productions, not no, two releases on music already. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So you are multi-talented. That's what they say. (laughs) And so what about all of this that you like? Like, is this, do you feel like God is calling to, calling you to this? I do. I do. And I wasn't quite ready to fly because I have two children, but they're getting older now. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like, okay, I can spread my wings. I can travel. I can go. I don't, you know, I still have to be available for them, of course, and parent-teacher conferences, but I don't have to change campers anymore. I don't have to get milk anymore. So, Amen. You know. <laughs> I, I feel everything about that. Yeah. Okay, so the production is uh, December 10th at St. Mary's. Where is St. Mary's Church? Where is it? 266 Shelton Avenue. Okay. New Haven. The old St. Andrew's Church. Yes, right yes. here in the corner of uh, Ivy and yes. Shelton, right? Shelton, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's the stone building, stone. Yes, exactly. Okay, so you, you're down the street from my house. Oh, are you going to come? Yes, yes. I, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm out of I'm out of town that weekend. I'm in going to visit a good friend in Wilmington. So I, oh. it would be cutting it very close to try to get back because uh, I'm flying back and forth. So, all right. So, so you're, you're going to be there. Um, is it free? Is there a cost? What is the cost? There, there is a cost of $20 per ticket. Okay. Um, yeah. $20 per ticket. It starts at 6 PM. And, okay. and how long is it? It depends. Cause you know, I know you get it to depends. church and you get the music going, Sean, you know, Getting that church music get going. 
People don't want to go it. home. <laughs> <laughs> and it be like that sometimes. I'm telling it you right now. It's like that sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So, so Adrian, tell me, so it's monologue. You have people singing, mm-hmm. right? Are they, uh, are they backing up the monologues? Or are they singing as part of their, uh, as their part in this whole production? No. So what happens is we kind of like give them comfort before we give them the punch. So, so the singers in the first half go before the monologues and then we have intermission, then a set of singers and then the monologues. And then we have um, praise dance at the end. Wow. The whole deal. This is it, a, it's this phenomenal. Is, and, and nobody's preaching? Nobody? Because <laughs> this sounds like church. I know. It is church. I mean, it, it can be, it can lead up, it, it does lead up to that. The spiritual okay. part really is high in there. The singing is outstanding. You know, I'm just going to say this. The last one we had a few months ago, and I'm still talking about it. It was like a revival broke out. It was the, the one she had last Christmas. It was like off, awesome, awesome, off the hook. I mean, very. I, I mean, it's, very it's starting to sound like a revival. Like I, I already can feel. I you know, know you can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now you've got a. So Adrian, now you've got a dedicated following of folks who look forward to these productions. I I would imagine. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I always say we're back, and people are like, yeah, because now yes. people had an opportunity that experienced the first time to tell other people and other people, and it just goes like wildfire. Now, can people bring their children? Like, is this something that kids could come to, or is it above their, you know, like how how old, how young can you bring folks? Because I know, even though it's a, it's a it's an uplifting message, some things are just not for children, right? So, so I don't think I've written anything that is so in your face that a child could not attend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it's real. We we did do a monologue that talked about um, molestation. Mm. So, but it wasn't so, um, what's the word I want to use? It wasn't that a child could not hear it. Mm-hmm. You weren't graphic and you weren't. No, no. Okay. Okay. You had to use your imagination, but I gave you enough material to use your imagination to know mm. exactly where I was going. Mm. Right. Okay. So as you tell me your background, like, how, how do you come to this? Like, what do you do in your day life? I'm a mom. <laughs> that, that's a I'm lot. A I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I work. I uh, deal with, like I said, I deal with individuals that are dealing with HIV, mental illness, substance abuse, um, um, on the verge of homelessness, the homeless, I deal with a lot. I'm in human services. So I see it all, I deal with it all. And so so some of those experiences, I would imagine, inspire you to do this? Some of them, not many, because I try mm-hmm. to stay away from it. You know, I hear a lot of stories. Um, I, I like to rely on what God gives me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, 
I hear that. Like, I really do hear that. So, so you got this production coming up. Uh, now, is it costumes? Uh, do people wear, do you, do you tell people what to wear? Like, is it, I mean, what kind of a production do we get to expect in terms of what we're seeing? So, you know, not particularly a costume, but people tend to dress according to the character. I don't tell them, but they always come dressed like the Always look nice. Always look good. That's a very Black thing, I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, Sean, do you dress up too? Well, I try to throw on my little red and have my little Christmas colors going. I might throw on my little red and Black hat. You know, I just might, you know, try to fit in with the season. And, you know, I I don't get dressed, 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 but I do try to look appropriate. Try he to look, good. you know. He looks really good. Oh, I, I know. I Girl, I know. I know, and I know. <laughs> So, when, John, when you do the monologue, I mean, when you do the MCing, um, yes. I would imagine that you have opportunity to sort of share um, uh, how you feel about all the uh, about this I, particular production. Like, you get to tell maybe some of your testimony or yeah, Amen. Or, now, Amen. That's right. I, when I'm MCing, you know that spirit to get over me, come over me, <laughs> and um, that good old Holy Spirit, <laughs> I come over Hardy, come over Sean Hardy. And I began to tell about my own testament, my, my own life survivals, because I've had several the last several years mm -hmm. that I'm so grateful to God that I'm able to even be here with you and my cousin Andrea this morning, because according to um, the doctor, it was supposed to be another way, but I'm grateful. So I get a chance to um, highlight my own personal testimonies, not tell everything, but just highlight a few things. Um, that's uh, victorious. Mm. And forgive mm -hmm. me, uh, and it's Andrea, 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 because I've been calling you Andrea and Adrian, but yeah. so I am sorry about that. Um, hey, well, li listen, Bass, J uh, J a a Andrea and I are looking forward to come to your porch. <laughs> Lord well, Hammer. Listen. Oh, porch. I want to come to the porch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's winter now. It's uh, it's yeah, fall. Oh, that's right. It is cold now. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah. it's too cold now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so no. Uh it, it kicks back up late, late spring, early summer. Cause okay. Know, okay. All right. It, okay. You have to be out when it's warm. It it does not do well when it's cold. So uh so so um, uh, Andrea, tell me about all the folks that help you pull this off. Like, what's the team like? Because you, I know you cannot set all this up by yourself. I or do. maybe you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have help, of course. Sean is an excellent help. Um, my husband, thank God for him. He pulls together the band and, you know, the songs that I want. And I'm not an easy person to work with because I love my stuff to be right. So uh, I'm not having it any other way. So, you know, I can be a doozy to work with when it comes to music. But, <laughs> and the people that do monologues, they're, they are, they're phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They're phenomenal. And they're so you write each, mo how many monologues are there? It's gonna be 10 this go round. Whoa, because I saw the flyer. It, mm -hmm. it, the flyer is packed with all kinds of people. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So 10 
different monologues on 10 different subjects. Yep. Okay. Men and women or Men all women? women? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, how, and how long would you say each monologue is? They're, they're not long at all. Uh, what, two, three minutes? Yeah. Okay. On the monologue, two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It draws you in and then it gives you a lesson and it lets you go. So tell me about the people who do these monologues. Are they are they actors? Are they people who want to act? Are they people who owe you favors? Like what? <laughs> no, no. And you know what? I'm telling you, I people, I don't know. <laughs> You know how people say that everything is cliche, but I'm being very honest. I pray and I ask God to send whoever's supposed to be uh, presenting this monologue to me, and it never fails. I've called people and said, uh, do you do such monologues? What is that? And I tell them, and I said, well, do you mind doing this? Send them the monologue. I have gotten many calls, people calling me back crying, saying, this is me. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a big testimony, I think, to your writing and, and, and people's willingness to speak your words that speak to them, you know? Yeah. All right. So December 11th, what happens? I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) And, and start, and start writing all over again for June. (laughs) I take a break. I take a break. And how long of a break do you take? Okay. Um, Probably not until, oh, see, here I am. No, that's not the truth because I have something coming in February. Mm. So I have to jump right on that. Okay. That's a, this is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But it pays off. Okay. And, and how do you, how, how would you say it pays off, Sean? Well, it pays off because she puts a lot of her energy, her time, her personal time. Um, she's very um, creative um, in what she wants. And so when the show goes on, when the production goes on, after you have been there, after you have felt that great encouraging spirit, all the work that she has encountered, all the work that she has participated in, all the work that she has worked so hard, for all the things that she has um, accomplished to put together. Once you go to that production and you actually hear those monologues, you actually um, hear those wonderful singers, you actually feel the spirit of joy in the building, that that makes me know that all her hard work was not in vain. And that somebody was encouraged by the monologue that you read. If you don't do nothing but reach one somebody, that one somebody was encouraged, was encouraged. And that, 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 that's, that's all you need right there. One see, somebody, man. You see, you, one you good see the old preacher. Somebody. You see the preacher, you see it. So how do people, how do people get tickets? Tell, tell people how to find, find where, where you get tickets. I saw it up on Facebook. Like I saw the flyer, Sean sent me the flyer. It's, I seen it up on Facebook. It's posted up um, in today's post for this particular show but how do people how do people tell people how to find you and so the, and get you can find me um you can dial 203-710-7161 you will get me um i have 
paper tickets. I have cash app that you can get your tickets through and you can pay at the door, but I advise you to pay in advance because once I hit capacity, can't, can't let anybody else in. No. Because they will shut you down. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Well, I have enjoyed this conversation. The production is December 7th nope. at uh, St. Mary's Church on Shelton December Avenue. 10th. I mean, I'm sorry. December 10th. Woo. Yep. December 10th. Oh, thanks, Harry. There's the there's the flyer. Oh, nice. It's, it's nice. A lot of people on this this flyer. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Babs, they're all phenomenal. They they well, are all. I, I don't doubt it. I do not doubt it. I do not doubt it. And so, uh, December December 10th. Uh, monologues to heal the soul it's uh yes. the cry within chapter eight i survived it I so survived. um so if you want a good holiday uplift this might be the thing you attend so december yeah. 10th at uh saint mary's church which sits right there on shelton and ivy brick church yes. that stone have, church the stone yeah. church and we have which additional I, which, parking at uh lincoln bassett parking lot oh okay which is just across the street it's across yes. literally yes. across the street yeah. across yeah. the street well it is yeah. so nice to meet you thank it's you so nice Sean thank um, you thank you for having us I, I'm grateful I'm appreciative I, I've enjoyed this conversation very much I know it's going to be a success I look forward to catching one of these chapters yes <laughs> yes 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 maybe chapter Someday. nine maybe chapter nine maybe chapter yeah. nine and uh, and I wish you every success, and y'all are welcome to come back any old time. Oh, definitely, yes, we would love to do that. All right, so have a good production, have a safe holiday, happy Thanksgiving. You, 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 and, uh, you yes, and I look forward to seeing y'all soon. Okay, yeah, looking forward to seeing you as well. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, Harry. It's time for us to go. Um, <laughs> y'all have a good day. I'll be back tomorrow morning, same time. Nine o'clock, nine to eleven, you'll find me. And uh, y'all behave yourselves. I'll see y'all soon. All right. All right. All right. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at NewHavenIndependent.org.